اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to episode 7 of Soul Food where we're continuing to go through the third obstacle that Imam al-Ghazali mentions in Minhajul Abidin the path of worshipful servants and this obstacle the obstacle of impediments we're now looking at the third aspect which is the devil that Imam al-Ghazali says that the world and creation and the devil and the nafs which inshallah we'll cover tomorrow are the impediments the obstacle of impediments so in this episode we're going to cover five ways to overcome the tricks of the devil we're going to look at understanding where inner thoughts come from and then lastly we'll look at how the devil tries to ruin your worship from the inside how he tries to ruin it from the inside when he sees that you're intent on doing it So the five ways to overcome the tricks of the devil firstly we have to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that the devil is our enemy that he is enemy and that we should take him as an enemy and if you're on the spiritual path and you're engaging in worship and you've committed yourself to the knowledge that you need to seek and you've committed yourself to a sincere repentance and turning back to Allah and that you want to be of those who devote themselves entirely to our majestic and merciful creator then the shaitan is going to have even more anger and enmity towards someone of that category than to other people in humanity in general right he has a special dislike for such people why because they are the people that are totally ruining his plan and that as we know the famous story of the arrogance that the shaitan showed prophet adam alayhi salam when he was created that he kept that grudge going and he hasn't been able to let go of that grudge and he has a hatred towards humanity and specifically those who are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's got a lot of free time on his hands to think about ways to trick people and as you all know he sees us but we don't see him we often forget or sometimes don't even believe that he exists but he's very aware of our existence and the shaitan also uses the nature of our own nufus our own lower selves against us So all of these things are not to scare you or to make you feel hopeless or to make it seem that things are terrible but that you have to protect yourself with knowledge and you have to fight back right is that there is a way to overcome his tricks and to completely make him a failure and inshallah we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us success bringing happiness to the heart of our prophet and gives the shaitan failure and dishonor Imam al-Ghazali says that you protect yourself from the tricks of shaitan from the tricks of the devil through five things one seeking protection in Allah from the devil's tricks and from his evil and Imam al-Ghazali says the devil is like a dog 
And if you found like a dog that was like really aggressive and you try to fight the dog head on, you might get hurt. The dog might bite you. It might get, you know, it might do some damage. But if you ask the owner of the dog to hold it back and control it, then he can control it and protect you from its evil. And the shaitan, he is one of the subjugated, created beings of God. So if we ask Allah and we seek protection in our Lord and say, Oh Allah, protect us from his tricks and protect us from falling into his traps, then inshallah Allah will assist us. The second thing Imam al-Ghazali says is struggling against his whisperings and rejecting them and doing the opposite of what the shaitan says. So if a bad thought comes to our mind, we should struggle not to accept it and we should reject it immediately and we should do the opposite thing. So if you get a thought to backbite someone and then you say, you know what, I'm not going to backbite them. Actually, I'm going to mention a good quality about them. Even if I have to think really hard to find it, I'm going to mention something good just to go against the shaitan. The third thing Imam al-Ghazali says is knowing what his tricks are. And really that's the purpose of these kinds of books is really to highlight these things and give us the knowledge necessary to be successful in the spiritual path. And this is what these spiritual teachers like Imam al-Ghazali and others and contemporary living ones are focused on is showing us these things in order to avoid them so that we can be successful. And Imam al-Ghazali says, when you know what his tricks are, then he flees from you. Just like a burglar, when he knows that he's been found out, that he's been discovered in the house, he flees from the scene. The fourth thing is not to respond to the shaitan's whisperings, but to ignore them altogether. And that he's like a barking dog. And sometimes the best thing to do when a dog is trying to get your attention by barking is to ignore it. And lastly, and very importantly, is to be in a state of remembrance of Allah with your heart and tongue. Is to constantly remember Allah. And when you're in a state of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your heart is fortified, is protected. And the shaitan cannot whisper to you. That brings us to the next point you might be wondering, and a lot of people do, is how do I differentiate between what are good and bad thoughts? How do I know if I'm actually being affected by the whisperings of the devil or it's something else, especially since he's so tricky? Imam al-Ghazali says that what are known as inner thoughts in Arabic, khawatir, come from one of four sources. Two are good and two are bad. One source of inner thoughts comes from Allah. And these are known as khawatir rabbani, that it is a lordly or a divine thought. And the second category is from the angels, and that's known as ilham or inspiration. The third is from the devil, and that's known as waswasa or whisperings. And the last is from the nafs, it's from your lower self. So the thoughts that come from Allah those are very powerful and they can't be ignored and they're usually life-changing. In the first episode, we talked about this heavenly urge. The beginning of the spiritual path is really turning to Allah internally. That usually is brought about by a thought that comes directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The thoughts that are inspired by angels usually come after we do something good. And they encourage you to keep doing good and to do more good. So for example, you might pray and then after your prayer, you think to yourself or a thought arises within you. Say, oh, you know what? I should do some more voluntary rak'ahs as well. I should pray some more sunnah prayers. 
So that thought could be angelic inspiration. This is how we can identify them. The thoughts that are whispered by the devil, they're varying and changing. They weaken with remembrance. So if you start remembering Allah, those thoughts tend to dissipate. And another way that you can identify that it's from the devil is that when you reject one of his thoughts or one of his suggestions, he comes at you with another one. So if it's from the devil and you're thinking to yourself, say, oh, I should backbite this person. You say, no, I'm not going to backbite this person. And then the devil will say, oh, but what about that other person you don't like? Or make a joke that's not good, for example, or insult this person in front of you, or whatever it may be, like the million different thoughts that could come in your mind, is that when you close one door for the shaitan, he opens up another one. And that's unlike the nafs. The last one is the thoughts from the nafs. The way that you can identify those is that they are constant and demanding, like a little child who wants something and will not be satisfied with anything else. Right? So if you say, I don't want to backbite this person, but maybe deep down inside you have a grudge against this person. So it says, no, they're really terrible. They deserve it. Say, no, 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 astaghfirullah, I don't want to do that. I should say something good about them. And say something good about them. They're terrible. Remember that time they did this and remember that time they did that? And it doesn't go away. And the way that you close the door is just rejecting it with all of your strength. So that's how we kind of understand where the thoughts are coming from. But someone might be thinking to themselves, that's still too complicated. How do I figure it out more simply? There's a very practical way to differentiate between what are good thoughts and bad thoughts. So when you're thinking to yourself, I should do this or I shouldn't do that, how do you know that you have good judgment in what you're doing? Imam al-Ghazali says, the first thing is to look at the sharia is to look at the sacred law and is this something that is commanded by Allah or is this something that is prohibited by Him or something that's encouraged or something that's disliked? And then you have an objective way of figuring out, okay, you know what, this is something that's encouraged, I should do it. Or this is something that's discouraged, I shouldn't do it. Another thing that you can do is look at the examples of righteous people. Think of someone righteous that you know or righteous that you've heard about and imagine would they do this thing? If they would do what you're thinking of doing, then it's probably good. The last thing is, see if it's heavy on your nafs. So if it's heavy on your nafs, then it's probably something that's good for you. But if it's something that your nafs is really excited about, then there might be something there that you need to be careful of. That brings us to the last point, how the devil tries to ruin your worship from the inside. Another thing that really helps you overcome is to know what questions or what ways the shaitan will try to ruin your worship and the answers that you have to give yourself when those questions arise. The first thing that he'll ask, he'll say that don't worship, don't engage in this. He's going to try to get in the way from you worshiping in the first place. And the way that you overcome that is by knowing that you are in great need of worship, that it is the way to salvation and it is your currency with Allah. So it's something that you cannot do without. That's the first thing that he'll try to do. And that's the thing, the way that you get over it. The next is that he tries to make you delay worship. So now you're going to worship, but he wants to make sure that you delay it. The way that you overcome this is saying, my appointed time, the time of my death is not in my hands and it's unknown to me. 
And if I delay today's work until tomorrow, then when will I perform tomorrow's work? So in other words, I don't have a lot of time. And even with the time I have, I'm already busy. So I need to do what's required of me now because more things in the future are going to be needed of me and I need to give every time it's due right. So once you get past that, he'll try to make you hasty in performing worship. Okay, so now you're going to worship, but he'll make you try to speed it up. I got a lot of things to do. I got so many things I need to do. So let me just get through this quickly. The way that you overcome that, Imam al-Ghazali says, is by recognizing that a few good deeds that are done well are better than a lot of deeds that are done poorly. A few acts of worship that are done well with excellence, they're better than a lot of things that you do poorly. So if you overcome that, then he's going to say, you know what, you're amazing and people should respect you. And then you should tell yourself, What are people's impressions ever going to do for me? Allah seeing me is enough. So I don't really care if people see me or don't see me or think well of me or don't think well of me. What Allah sees of me is everything. When you do that, then the shaitan will whisper to you again and he'll try to make you have vanity. And he'll say, oh, you're so amazing. Look at all the worship you're doing. The way that you overcome that is by saying that the tawfiq, the enabling grace to do these acts of goodness, is only from God. And if it wasn't for Him, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So don't start to think that you're such a great person, but you recognize that even in your good deeds, it's a gift from Allah. And then the last thing that He'll try to do is that He'll try to make you think that if you do worship in private, then one day God will make it apparent and people will respect you. And the shaitan will say, if people only knew how good you really were. And Imam al-Ghazali says, this is a hidden form of showing off. And the way that you treat this and overcome this is saying, I am God's servant. If he makes me hidden or he makes me known, that's his will. But people have nothing that I need. All that I need is from Allah. Then he'll say to you, if you're destined for paradise, then you don't need good deeds. And if you are of the damned, then your good deeds will not be of any help. The way that you overcome this is by saying, I am a servant and all that's required of me is obeying the command of my Lord. And God does whatever he wills. If he grants me felicity, then these good deeds will increase me in reward. And if I am of those who are damned, then I will not be of those who at the very least regret leaving God's obedience and remembering that God's promise is true, that he will reward his obedient servants. So the shaitan, he tries to come at you from all these different ways. And in this chapter, I know we've covered a lot and a lot of details. And if you need to listen to it again, then by all means do so. But Imam al-Ghazali is really very organized in the way that he treats these things. And what he's trying to do is cover all of the bases so that the shaitan, you are fortified, and he has no way of whispering anything to you. And if he does get something in, you know how to treat it and deal with it, and you're able to overcome that. So that brings us to the call to action. Before engaging in anything, reflect on where the thought is coming from. Is it divinely inspired? Is it angelic inspiration? Is it devilish whispering? Or is it from your nafs? Before you act upon it, 
identify it. This is something that really helps you be in tune with your own thinking and it makes you much more clear and intentional about what you do and the decisions that you make and why you are making those decisions. So before you engage in something, just take a few moments to identify, whoa, where is this thought actually coming from? And how do I know if it's good or bad before acting upon it? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq and protect us from the whisperings of the devils. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us his guidance and the support of his angels and all of the good things that encourage us and inspire us and support us in his good pleasure and in attaining his love and his nearness. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.